Cousin Allie. Cousin, welcome to your podcast, Face Trash. Thank you for having me. Always a delight. I'm so sorry. I've been having a bit of a a hectic day that like is one of those days that you do to yourself because you let the chores pile up and you things. Mm, I I understand that completely. <laughs> Thank you. And then you realize that in order to do the next thing, you have to do the thing before it. And then it just, it snowballs. And also I have a toothache. Oh my goodness. It's, it's been quite a day for you. Thanks for understanding. It has been a little bit of a day. And you know what? Space Trash is a safe space for <laughs> you too. I feel like it is. And I feel like... I feel like my blood pressure has dropped a little bit and we're just in the zone and we're going to talk about the news as we think we might have heard it. That is our slogan, yes. It's a good one. It's a good one. How was your day? I sh- was it okay? My, my day was okay. Um, I had an interview for a job. Hey, Okay which is good. Um, I think it went all right. And we're, we're going to see what happens. Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> On a vibe of one to five, five being excellent vibe with the interviewer. Where were I'm, you at? I'm going to go like three, three and a half. Like, and, and what I heard is what I've been trying to take into account is when you go to an interview, you're also interviewing the person. Like, you're interviewing the company. Yeah. Uh, mm. Finding out if they're a good fit for you. Yeah. That's good advice. We forget these things. Right. Because, like, in my early 20s, I was just like, you want to give me money to do a thing? Of course. <laughs> yeah, just tell me where to sign. Right. And now as a as a late 20s person, the I late, can feel more. You're actually the latest of 20-year-olds. The latest of my 20s. <laughs> <laughs> can be a bit more discerning. See, see what I want out of a company. It's almost... Almost like being in a relationship. Oh, it really is, though. You are not lying. Yes, and I've I've done neither successfully. <gasps> oh my gosh, you have so many successful relationships. Look at us. That's true. I meant romantic relationships. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I really I like didn't that. see that coming. I'm sorry again. I- it's there's been a, a day lot, for you. There's a lot going on in my mind, and um, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I was thinking like relationships in general, but yes, you're saying a relate like a one of the most important relationships, honestly, because you're spending at least eight hours a day with the company, quote unquote. Yeah, it's true. 
And how many hours a day would you even spend with your romantic partner? I don't know. Depends on the day. Yeah. And it's it's tricky. And it was also the job I'd be I was interviewing for. It would be a noon to nine PM schedule. Ooh. How do you feel about that? I I'm a morning person, so I don't know if that's quite for me. Mm, I would not. I would be like kicking and screaming. I would do that shift. Yeah. I like I can be up at 6 a.m. My um, like my not my favorite job, but my favorite schedule I've ever had was uh, seven to three. Oh, OK. Like that. That worked for me for whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, an interesting one. I'm like, I can be up early, have my afternoon. Of course, I'm going to bed at nine, and I'm still going to bed at nine. But uh, mm, I, I don't know. That's tricky for me because I do the whole creative thing in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I'm a morning person, but if like my actual whole morning was taken from me, I would not be a happy camper because coming home at three o'clock would like, I'd be like, well, what do I do? How do I like, because you know how you need that transition from like, you're at the job and then you come home or at least for me, like, it's like, I need a transition from like corporate mentality to like, I'm home and I can do my own thing now. Yeah. It's a good point. Like your morning time is your you time. Oh my goodness. It really is really and truly because nobody is in your face, is in your way. Nobody said anything that pissed you off. (laughs) (laughs) That that's all hard. I'm sorry. Did I just cause you to choke on something? But it's like, you know, you don't know what the news is yet. You don't know what's going on in the world that's going to make you upset yet. Like, you're just in a zone. And you've got, you're curled up in a blanket with your coffee. And nobody can interrupt you. I, I feel like I wake up early. But my brain isn't really awake yet. Mm. Why can't? Like, my creative juices are not flowing in the morning. Ah, okay. You don't ever, like, I will literally wake up with, like, a jolt sometimes at four o'clock. Oh, my. Like, I must immediately not forget what I'm imagining to write about or whatever it is. It's really (laughs) weird. I have a really weird obsession with writing in the morning. I mean, that's great. That is fantastic. I have not found a time that I'm good at writing. You're writing. I mean, yeah, all the time, but as in time of day. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. It's like, in college, it was, you know, the midnight before it was due. Yeah. Due. You had a thing. Right. was like, you better get creative, boss, because you only got two hours left. Exactly. Because I feel like now as a 29-year-old, I'm like, how do I find the motivation to write for fun for myself? 
Yeah. And if you have to like psych yourself, motivate yourself, is it fun? Right. It's tricky. (laughs) It's so tricky. It is so tricky. But I, if I can use that as a segue talking about writing, I don't know. Are you a Taylor Swift fan? I, I like a few of her songs. I have not delved into Taylor Swift, but I know she re-released uh, Red, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How did you, are, I'm assuming that you have listened uh yeah i am i'm not like a crazy um obsessive fan of taylor swift like how they have i I don't know like people the people get online and they like act crazy as like fans you're not quite a you're not a swifty a stan right like a swifty like a like obsessive and crazy and like you do nasty things to people who don't like the person i don't understand that but i i do have a lot of freaking respect for her to be honest just as a as a writer and as a creative and as a woman in that arena the sheer amount of brilliant and beautiful and thoughtful content that comes from her is unbelievably relentless truly she like i know alec uh my roommate who has been on the podcast cousin alec he's he's a huge fan of her because he knows like she writes all her own music and right yes he does all the work she's got all the vision all the concept all the freaking stamina like here's a woman who is like i recorded six albums with a music company who refuses to give me the rights to them so i'm literally gonna redo every single one yeah that's so badass so amazing i mean she wrote like two or three albums during quarantine like she's just a powerhouse and a complete uh what's the word prodigy i guess is the word yeah i would say i really believe that whatever whatever people might think about so that brings me to a question i had for you which is sort of a broader question but so here's what happened mm-hmm. so she taylor Swift recorded this album red i think in 2012 okay and one of the songs on that album was All Too Well, a song called Oh, okay. And in the song, she talks about remembering a relationship that has since ended. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful song. Apparently, now she's re-released it, and it's like the the original track was like, I don't know, four minutes long. Minute long she made a movie to go with it, like a 10-minute movie that goes with it. And apparently it's about her breakup with Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, okay. Which is new news to me. I didn't know that way back when she did Red. I just thought it was a beautiful song. Uh, so what, what happened was now all of a sudden somehow people realized it was about Jake Gyllenhaal. So they're like, shaming him like publicly on Twitter like how could you hurt Taylor Swift like this 
how could you be such a jerk? Because in the song, she talks about, like, the horrible things mm-hmm. this person did to her. So it made me think about how... And, okay, so some people are saying, Jake Gyllenhaal, you're a jerk. How could you? And Taylor Swift, why are you you know, still angry after all this time? Like, why would you lash out at this person after all this time? But the truth is she wrote the song at the time and that was an actual thing she was going through. And so I was thinking about being a writer and how the public has opinions, like about what, what story you should tell, how you should tell it. Can you be mean? Can you be angry? Do you have to, like, you know, mend fences? And I guess yeah. I'm thinking, like, how much in your own writing and your own art and the stories that you tell, like, sometimes you just pull from experience in life because that's what you know, like, no kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. And how can you tell someone how they should feel? Like, that's where all the art comes from. And maybe it's embellished, maybe it's, do you know what I mean? But like to tell a woman, okay, you can't be angry anymore. I don't agree with that. Yeah, not at all. I think that is like when you brought up the the fandom earlier, the Swifties. It, it is crazy how we are now, I guess, idolizing these people and like, going to war for them yeah in a way and like how fandoms have become such a thing is called is that the word i was searching for earlier i think so um (laughs) thanks fandoms because i know it's definitely happened with other um fandoms i guess where it'll be not that like not that they'll always like attack someone else, but I know the Taylor Swift and Katy Perry had some drama at some point and people were taking sides. Okay. There was that. Um, but like, even as we ourselves are just identifying with ourselves as a fan of a person. Mm hmm. Like, we're members of a tribe somehow. A sense of identity. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, there was one YouTuber that I used to watch. Uh, his name was Tom Ska. And he used to, like, a lot of YouTubers will have, like, names for their subscribers and, like, their fandom that they give to and then he had it originally and then kind of went back against it because he said this more eloquently in his video but it was like you're not just this you're you're a person who likes me oh wow yes right your whole existence should not revolve around protecting me or having an opinion yeah definitely and because it's like the price of fame at some point it's 
you're no longer you're representing just yourself you're representing your fans as well so yes so if everyone's attacking jake gyllenhaal does the blame go to taylor swift or whoever in the fandom started the hate towards it it's interesting because yeah that's very fascinating and i think that's what made me notice was someone on Twitter was saying basically like Taylor Swift don't perpetuate this sort of anger or revenge or vengeance or whatever. And it was a woman who was saying this about Taylor Swift. And I thought, I just don't like of that which basically the way I read it was Taylor Swift just did an amazing thing she just performed the whole 10 minute song on Saturday Night Live it was incredible and it's like she is a powerhouse and she story and she's telling her story the way she wants it told and she never came out and said anything about Jake Gyllenhaal like I just feel like a woman can tell a story with vengeance and anger in her voice if she wants to. It's part of a story that she's telling that other women can relate to or people can relate to in the moment of experiencing that thing. So yeah. why are going to police whether or not she should be allowed to say it? Like, I feel like that's the opposite of feminism. <laughs> like, feminism is a woman tells her story how she tells her story. Yeah. I think that is interesting. Like to, I don't know what I was going to say, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like, here's a here's there? here's a man's <laughs> opinion on feminism. <laughs> What's that? No, no one needs a man's opinion on feminism. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say anything groundbreaking on it. <laughs> Oh my lord. I guess I just like I see right, I see all of these things from the the writer's perspective, the woman's perspective, the artist, the person who just wants to say a thing. Yeah. It's like sh- why are we silencing art? Any any artist. Like, I, coming yeah. from there. I was trying to think of like <sighs> How, like, if if she were a man, mm-hmm. would people at her and be like, you can't speak meanly? Like, I don't know, but it leads me to another cultural comment I would like to know if you know about. Oh. Are you aware we're canceling Chris Pratt at this point? I am aware. Oh, good. Um, I think... We may have mentioned this before, and we had different reasons for canceling Chris Pratt. Oh, no. Did we talk about it on the pod, or was it? I think this was in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, the reason I knew he was being canceled, um, he was part of a, he's part of a church. Apparently, he's very Christian, which I wouldn't have known, but he his church has some 
anti-LGBTQ stances. So people were coming at him for that. I know uh, Elliot Page actually came at him on Twitter. Yeah. So see that actually. I wasn't there for that, but I think that was like years ago. That makes sense. That makes sense. I don't even know what time is anymore. Like I don't understand that it's the middle of November. I don't understand that it's almost two years into the pandemic. Like I love how we've been saying it's the middle of a pandemic for like (laughs) one and a half years now. I swear to God, it's not ever, ever going to end. It's just not. Yeah, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're ever going to find that middle. (laughs) The middle, finding middle ground is not what America is famous for right now. (laughs) (laughs) You know us. (laughs) We We have found a way. To literally polarize everything. 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 All the things. There's not a single thing that isn't split down the center and thrown out at the edges to the extremes. It's just, I I don't know if there's a scientific word for what's happening right now, but like, did you ever... Okay, you like a lot of rides. You're like a, an amusement park person. I am. Yes, and I am not. However, I was forced to go on a ride. Oh. <laughs> this one time. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was in, I think it was Bush Gardens, maybe. But it was like, I think it was called the Centrifuge. And like, you would literally just like stand against a wall and this thing would lock seal you in this circular room and spin uh, you like like so fast that mm-hmm. you were literally being pressed against the wall and then the you oh yeah and then the everything rises yeah that's a fun one uh, for me probably not for someone who doesn't like rides oh my god i was like my trachea is going to explode and it's supposed to be fun. Like I was terrified the whole time. Oh, no. point being, I'm sorry. I respect you. I have a lot of respect for you doing all the rides because I can't do them. But that's what I feel like America is right now. Like we're just spinning like an insane at an insane pace of not listening to each other. And we're all slammed against the wall at extreme sides of one another yeah and then as soon as something happens we need to have our opinion on it completely formulated oh yeah we 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 already know and there's no nuance and there's no like well i won't get into it on the pod because we try to keep it positive but i've been following this kyle rittenhouse here oh yeah Mm. It is wild. Mm. I don't know. I probably have a creative meeting, I think. I think yeah. we should end the year with a creative meeting where we talk about exactly what we're going to actually talk about on the pod. <laughs> that 
That's probably a good idea. That's probably what a lot of podcasts do. Do you think they're doing that? Possibly. I'm sorry. I didn't mean topic. Like, obviously, cultural and creative topics. But, like, controversy-wise. You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. Like, what what do we talk about on the pod and what what's off the pod? Right. What do we not want people to hear us say live publicly? Right. I mean, I'm already talking about a job interview I didn't hear from yet, so. <laughs> well, the thing being, what if you say the wrong thing and offend? Everybody's worried about now. Yeah. They're going to say the wrong thing, not know the woke thing to say, not know all sides of each story. Like, I think everybody's sort of cringy about what to talk about sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's the, at some point, it's the comedian saying, you can't even say anything anymore. And then it's, <laughs> okay, we want to share our opinions and I guess leave ourselves room to learn and grow. And if we say the wrong thing, be able to take the road to redemption, which is there one anymore? It's hard to say. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm like, who decides? All of a sudden, we're making up a new religion. Oh, oh. <laughs> right? And do you know what I mean? Like, what's redemption? Who defines that? Like, because everybody, I feel like now everybody has their own individual. And sometimes I've seen them, you know, the, the right, like what was the right wing is so extreme. I've seen left wing go like to, to the nth degree where nobody can ever be redeemed. Yeah. It, it's tricky. Yeah. Cause we don't know. Like, Take any controversial figure and then, like, ask yourselves, what would they need to do for me to forgive them for everything they've done? By that, your answer by three gazillion people who also have their own answers. Individual has to make, make up with all of these millions of people in the way that they want it done. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, how much can you expect of these of these public figures? Like, what's the line if everybody's line is different? Yeah, there Oof. are some lines though. Who who was um the comedian? Who, uh, David. Right, right. I don't know a whole lot about that story. I just know that he dug himself a hole that people were like, "Wow, dude." Yeah, I, a lot of people are like that, and a lot of people are defending him. Yeah, there's always both sides. I, to be honest, I never found him funny, so I don't know a damn thing about what he's done or or. Yeah, just I. I never listened to him really. I had a friend who is a trans woman, and she actually wrote an article about it i'll have to send it to you uh her name claire bammert uh cousin claire cousin claire. 
Where was the article published? Oh my god, did I read it? Is she uh, also a comedian? She she might be. I'm not sure. I'll I'll send you the article when I can find it. But oh, she wow. used to be a huge fan, like ever since I mean, I've known her since college, but she had to write a whole article. I I will admit I skimmed it. But can you tell me? I'm sorry, one more time, what her name is? Uh, Claire Bammert. Oh my gosh! Because I read an article written by a trans woman who was also a comedian who looked up to him. Mm. Where did you read it on? Where did I read it? That's such a reasonable <laughs> question, and I have no idea. I get myself in these Twitter, on the Twitter, I follow so many journalists and, and they're always forwarding things. Um, I feel like writers and journalists, or at least the ones that I am following, like they're always building each other up, like sharing each other's stuff and like promoting each other's stuff. It's really kind of lovely. Yeah, I feel bad. The second I follow anyone on Twitter, I turn off retweets. What does that mean? What does that mean? So you know how you can retweet someone, and then it will show up on uh, who on their followers feed. Yeah, you can turn that function off because oh. I'm like, well, I don't want stuff that is retweeted i just want to follow this person and their original thoughts and ideas oh didn't know that yeah so every everyone i follow pretty much with with the exception of people i forgot to do this (laughs) I, i turn off retweets every time okay Okay, that's interesting because I actually have branched out so much because of retweets of people that I and then I keep adding people to follow. Like because I see like such and such writer will retweet someone else's stuff and then I'm like, "Oh, I respect that, so I'm going to follow that other person." If that makes sense. Yeah. I think that's what I was doing. And then I. It was annoying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I have to follow all these people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Twitter's just so. It's just such a wild, wild west. It is. I'm rarely on it. I found this article on Cinepunk. Punks. That might have been it, actually. Oh my god. Rights for that, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to read this immediately following this podcast because I want to know what a trans woman's perspective is. Yeah. Cuz I mean I know I was upset about it. as as a queer person who supports the supports the T in the LGBTQ IA2 plus community. Yes. And 
I didn't watch it. I've seen like clips of it and it's not, it's not great. I mean, I guess like it's cringy. It's so cringeworthy. Yeah. Like I try to see where he's coming from Mm. in a certain way Mm. and it doesn't justify it at all. It's just, I guess, I don't know if it's how he was raised or like whatever life experiences led him to say this awful, hurtful thing. Mm. I always think of Glennon Doyle and she says her, but she has this, this great perspective where it's like, honestly, at the end of the day, your intention doesn't matter. It's the effect on the hurt person that matters. Yeah. Ooh. Not that it doesn't matter. I shouldn't say it in that way. Because in a court of law, intention matters a lot. Right. <laughs> but it's like when somebody just said, right, like you're like now you know you've hurt people deeply. And if your re- only response is to say, I didn't mean to hurt you, well, that's not taking a step towards healing in any way. Yeah. I, I'm going to say something possibly controversial. Let me know your thoughts. Yeah, tell me. Do you feel like ignorant people are now just starting to become proud of their ignorance? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, that just yes. becomes yes. their personality. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What was that? It's like, we have the extra woke people who are always on the one side of cancel culture trying to not that the ignorant people don't cancel people, but I feel like that's in the opposite way. (laughs) Or it's like, Oh, you respect people. Well, your opinion isn't to be respected. Yes. And do you think the nature of any extreme position is to poke and prod at the other extreme and inevitably that activates this um like like you were saying like yeah i'm i don't know and i don't have time to know and i don't care and like it's just like one extreme causes the other one and you can't tell actually who's the cause and effect anymore yeah it we're going to extremism very quickly Mm. and I this this sounds ridiculous and I'm almost embarrassed to say this because you and I have been podcasting for over a year and I can remember last year saying that extremes and action has brought out the extremes politically Mm-hmm. And I believe that, but I was so focused on seeing the extreme of the right because I feel like that's such a, a more immediate danger. Yeah. But I'm starting to see things that are really, um, I feel like dangerous on the other extreme side in terms of not maybe physical, I feel like the the rep- the far right, I should say, feels almost like 
physical, like you might physically be in danger. Just recently, I've been noticing that things are triggering me extreme left. And I think sometimes we're provoking one another on purpose in a little bit of a kind of way. But that's a whole like I didn't mean to take it in that direction. I apologize. What I meant to say was I'm really excited and thrilled that we freed Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, we can, we'll put a pin in the far left for a second. Sweet, um, sweet Lord. Free Brittany. We freed her. I mean, we, she freed herself. She did all that. She did a lot of brave things I really really feel like I mean from I don't know I remember I took criminal justice in college and I remember one of my professors saying it is a much more dangerous and damning sentence to be um, proven in a court of law to to be crazy essentially to be mentally incapacitated than to have committed murder because to be to be sentenced because you are believed to not have capacity of mind you literally have no more rights like even when you are convicted of murder you have some rights in prison because you have to be out of your mind oh wow and I'm not saying that in the best way he said it much more concisely but I thought about that and I thought when you like this conservatorship is like you can't make any decisions for yourself because you can't be trusted to care for yourself that's then wasn't able to do anything she couldn't get a cell phone I want to know. I mean, that's the gossip part of me because it's not right. But I want to know, like, what went on with that Jamie Spear? did he do? Yeah, it's insane. Because since she was a child, she was, like, in the Mickey Mouse Club. She's been working for <laughs> her whole life. And, like, I guess she didn't really get to have a childhood with that. Mm-mm. So, like, her whole life has been controlled. And then mm-hmm. she gets to adulthood and does some stuff probably because she didn't have, didn't learn what a normal childhood was like. And then yeah. gets put back into the conservatorship where she still doesn't have any choices of her own. It's terrifying. I mean, that to me is one of the scariest things to be like this idea that you can't call for help because even when you do, people are like, oh, you're overreacting. You don't understand what you're really thinking. That's terrifying. Like that's a loneliness I can't even fathom. Yeah. And to watch her literally be pulling herself out of it is just, it's almost unbelievable. Like I, I am in completely in awe. I've had like a, a week of being... Britney Spears, Taylor Swift, and Adele. Like, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. All the ladies are, sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, I'm, that is absolutely the title of this episode. <laughs> 
1000%. I love it. That's phenomenal. And you know what? I was hoping. (laughs) I think we'll spell it out. Sisters are. Um, It's been a week. It has. And it's only Tuesday. Oh, my Lord. (laughs) (laughs) I always say this to you. I'm like, Cousin Mark, how are you? It's been a week. And you're like, dude, it's Tuesday. (laughs) You need to get it together. The thing is, nowadays, everything's happening. Everything. A week's worth of things have happened by Tuesday every week now. <laughs> I, I, it is the absolute truth. It's the absolute truth. I still have a whole other list of topics that we're going to have to table till next week. Oh, next man. week is Thanksgiving. It is. Oh, we'll be live from the, <laughs> from the Thackeray house. <laughs> we better right. sign us off. Okay. I love talking to you. I'll talk to you whenever I see you next. I love talking to you too. And to our viewers, thank you for tuning in. Um, Wash your hands, wear a mask. We love you so much.